0: Good morning, Liz. Hey, this is episode number 61
1: Dancing with Skeletons. 61? That's amazing. (laughs) I I know, how much fun, huh? Think of all the hours we've spent
0: together. I know. And you know what? That that here's the thing is that this has been an opportunity to build a friendship and a mm-hmm. relationship with you I that's know. been I and know. it's been therapeutic.
1: Yes it has. <laughs> <is.
0: laughs> in, in very many ways. <laughs> in very many ways it's been <clears throat> healing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just um, I totally agree, you know. Who would have thunk it? I've opened myself up to a friendship that see that I'm going to get emotional, but I've opened myself up to trusting you. Because I wasn't very trusting. Yeah,
1: well, I am a trustworthy human. (laughs) Because like me, you have skeletons. I I have many. (laughs) I do. And likewise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I trust you. you. Thank you. So it goes both ways. That's what a friendship is supposed to be. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be give and take, go both ways. Sometimes you need more, sometimes I might need more. Mm -hmm. And it all balances out. I know. I know. That's a cool thing. It's been awesome. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Today, we're going to talk a little bit about. This idea of, of religious deconstruction again, church deconstruction. We're going to talk about it because you and I had a conversation with someone that you care about quite a bit. Yes. And um, that person, uh, which, you know, we don't need to necessarily say who it was, but that person says, As I get older, I realize that by not being involved in Christianity, I dodged a bullet. Wow. And that was. <laughs> Heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Well, I think
1: the person said by not getting involved in any religion, religion, although that person was involved in a religion for a portion of their life, Yeah, which at some point we might even get a little interview from that person. And so then that person would be revealed. Right. But it was, it was a deep conversation that we had. We did. And it was very revealing. And, um, you know, we've talked briefly about our own feelings about that of feeling almost like like there's a grief that we did get involved with it and we missed out on things and we missed friendships and right. for me I missed yoga and I missed meditation right. and things that have been so positive for me right. that were considered you know and I missed being involved in theater which was yeah. considered right. uh, you know
0: taboo and so right. those are those are things that you kind of give up Mm-hmm. As you're as you're walking down this road of, to spirituality or to right. religious spirituality, right? And and uh, you you come to the. Point where you believe that you are a better person by giving up these things of the world, right. which might be yoga, mm-hmm. theater, music. Right. And, you know, there's all kinds of things that you're told you need to walk away from, right. and you do it because right. you believe that you're doing the right thing. You believe that you are um, in um, in God's will, in God's will, in God's special plan, in God's good <laughs> grace. I mean, <laughs> all of that stuff.
1: Well, I think too the the person that we're referring to, I think he uh, he I'll say it is a he mm-hmm. had a has a, a preconceived idea of what Christianity and religion is. Mm-hmm. There, he comes into it with that also, mm-hmm. so there is a bias. A lot of ugly baggage. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and so because as you and i have talked about many on many occasions not all of it is bad right and a lot of our our faith and our spiritual journey is still with us but as we deconstruct we're letting go of the things that have not served us very well and we're finding that balance and i think sometimes for a person on the outside who's never really been in I'll say in a religion where there's a god, because mm-hmm. there's other religions that aren't necessarily focused on a spiritual uh, a god. Mm-hmm. It's more of a philosophy. And I think a lot of people
0: here in America think that religion is synonymous to Christianity. Yes. If you're not a Christian, yes. then you're not religious. I, I think and, you're, yeah. But but go on. So. Yeah,
1: so I, I just think that, you know, there's not a complete understanding of what of religion or spirituality maybe even is for some people. Right, right. Because they've been on the outside of it and all they see is all this stuff in the media or whatever they perceive it to be. Mm-hmm. And some of it is true and they're they're seeing some of the ugly stuff, but some of the good stuff they're they doesn't make the news. The good stuff doesn't make the news. <laughs> right. That's right. It doesn't.
0: Right, right. And so it's, uh, and so you know, there's a couple of why do you, why are you so, um, why do you think it's so important to kind of continue to tell your story, and why do you think that it's so important to, to continue speaking to, to a, to a, a an ideology mm-hmm. that hasn't really served you all that well, well. Um, or hasn't served me all that well, but but somehow you're still passionate about kind of talking about it and not letting go of all of it. So
1: yeah. why, so why I rem- do you think? Well, I remember, um, this was probably two years ago, so I have a really good friend who I spend time with almost every day in the morning mm-hmm. on a phone call. Mm-hmm. And um, we were having a conversation, and I was sharing with her. Now, this is kind of pre- Pre-deconstruction. Right. Right. There was a there was a period in there for me where I was like, what is going on? Like, why am I you, you know I hadn't given, given it a name. Uh-uh. Yeah. I hadn't given it a name and I hadn't really fully jumped into, okay, let's look at this stuff. Let's really look at what's bugging me.
0: Right, right.
1: And I remember <clears throat> having this very emotional conversation with her, and I started to cry, and I was like, I just don't want to lose my Jesus, is what I said. I mean, those words came out of my mouth as I was weeping. Right. And I think for me, that's kind of the crux of it, is that I don't.
0: Because you were afraid that by leaving church, by leaving all of that behind, mm-hmm. you were going
1: to lose your Jesus. Yeah, Yeah. see, that yeah. makes me tear up. Yeah. Because that, for me, has been the, the foundation Mm-hmm. Of who I am since I was 19 years old, and maybe even earlier than that, because of some things that happened as I was a kid. But but for sure, when I was 19, I I met him. Yeah. And if you want to call him him, yeah, I, yeah. I met the spirit of love. Yeah. Call it Jesus, call it whatever. And I'm and I am open now to calling it other names. Right. You know, but I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that, but I do want to lose the stuff that doesn't feel right in my belly anymore. And it never really did, but I kind of ignored it. And so I feel like I want to keep talking about it because for one thing, I want to build my own understanding and it helps to talk, to kind of come to my own conclusions. But I believe that there's a lot of people out there right now that are kind of on this similar path. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think it's an important path because I look at the church and, and, and say my own kids and, and the children of people my age, mm-hmm. none of them go to church. Right. I mean, there's maybe one friend of mine who whose children, I could say, are actively going to church still. Right. You know, those of us that are our age and right, our right. kids are kind of young adults. Yeah. None of them go to church. None of them want anything to do with it, yeah. and we raised them, and 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 so why why is Redrew that? We grew them God's way. Yeah, that's the yeah. church way. <laughs> but but why is that? You know, yeah. what are they seeing? What, where's the the hole in it that they're seeing that maybe we didn't, or you know, those and questions. how are they so confident
0: and? And, and and sure of their of themselves and of their life without Jesus, you know, right. you know what I mean? I do. And for uh, people our age who were so entrenched in it all for so many years, we have been taught that we cannot be whole we cannot discover who we truly are right. without Jesus right. and yet we look at our kids and many of them mm-hmm. seem to be doing just fine they have uh, they have they have no trouble right. identifying who they are what they are they also have no trouble serving others uh, donating, um volunteering, right. all the good stuff right, you know, that that you do because Jesus taught you to do that. They seem to be able to do without Jesus. Right. And and that's also been a part of the deconstruction, you know, for me. Yeah. And I think yeah. you know, for well, you as well. And yet we do want them, we do want them to love Jesus because it's a part of who we are and it and it feels it feels like a um, like a betrayal, mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah. to some degree, a, yeah. a very small betrayal. It also feels like, well, I'm. This is how I raised you, and I, and I'm a good person. Why, why is it that you've thrown this away? Yeah, yeah. You know.
1: Well, and then I think though too, have they? Because maybe, maybe following Jesus isn't necessarily so specific.
0: Right. Going to church three times a week, and
1: you know maybe it's a there's a broader thing there of just of just you know finding who you are. That is following Jesus is figuring out who you are. Yeah. You know, just living. I I think I think they, there's been there were so many labels and rules and you know uh, recipes I'll say on how you follow Jesus. Right. Right. And maybe it's different than all that. You know, maybe it's different I'm than, sure than it waking is. up every morning and opening your Bible and having your devotion and praying for 15 minutes. Maybe it's different than that. Maybe it's bigger than that mm-hmm. and, and deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Because anyone can do that. I can go through that motion.
0: Yeah
1: now that's not to say that doing that i mean i kind of have a devotion thing i do in the morning but it's not necessarily out of the bible right 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 but it's a good way for me to start my day yeah but i don't need or have to do that that's not following jesus necessarily right so it's it's a i don't know i don't have the answers yet and i don't think i ever will
0: you well, know? I've just been I've just been mulling over, you know, our friend's view on, you know, I dodged a bullet mm-hmm. and and that just makes me sad because I I feel like there's a lot of I feel like being l- made to leave the church, because I was. Right. I, I very much feel like we were forced out of the church several right. years ago. And I do feel like that experience has allowed me to dodge a bullet, and that bullet is uh, Christian nationalism. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have dodged the bullet of Christian nationalism, which is unique to American it's religion t- totally and, right. and religious and, and, and American politics. Right. So American nationalism is not some nationalism in tied to religion, is not something you see in other Christian cultures around the world.
1: No, it absolutely is not. It's here. And it's a little bit scary. It's very scary. Excuse me. I am pleased that I dodged that bullet. Yeah.
0: And going down the road of conspiracy theories and all those kinds of things.
1: Well, and maybe you wouldn't have, though. If you stayed in the church. Right. You know, maybe you wouldn't have, but maybe you could have somehow been figured out a way to stay, to to stay in church, but not gone down that path. You don't know for sure if you would have. You don't seem like you would have.
0: Well, and I definitely (laughs) know lots of people who are still in the church who haven't gone down those conspiracy That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But there's still, it's still hard to, I'll say, worship in a building, (coughs) in a place where you know... There are people that do feel that way, and, you know, there's so many posts on Facebook, cool little memes and different things about, you know, what peace means and being able to congregate with people with different views but still be able to play and have fun. I believe all that. You know, I, I believe that even people that we strongly disagree with, we can find places that we agree, and hopefully in a church, if you were still part of a congregation, you could do that. But I have heard of people who, you know, don't follow follow the leader and right. they're out. Well, so.
0: and and that is our experience. That's yeah. our personal experience yeah. is we didn't follow the leader and we were out. Yeah. And but it
1: wasn't for those reasons. No,
0: and it had nothing to do with <clears throat> politics. And yeah. It had nothing That's to what do. I mean. It, yeah. yeah. But it did have, you know, it had a little bit to do with theater, and it had a little bit to do with, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a child that was in a. Going down the wrong path, and so there was a lot of judgment and a lot of judgmental uh, attitudes yeah. uh, towards me and towards people like me, right. and and those are the reasons that we were forced to leave. And I just feel like. Um, you know that that kind of judgmentalism is still is is what's driving so much of these splits in churches yeah. and in
1: our Christian family mm-hmm. in, here in America. Yeah, I you know, Greg and I experienced that to a degree of right. you know. Being basically asked to leave, right, because of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you sang in clubs, and well, all that there, kind. Are, there there are, are other other, there are other <laughs> things,
1: but you know, but and and when I look back at that, I I you know that's something we can talk about at another time. But I'll, maybe we've talked about that. I don't know. I think we've touched on a little bit, but there again, you and, know, we. Well, our marriage split up. Yeah. Right. And and it was a very very complicated reason why. Right. Which did involve another person that I was involved with, but it wasn't what anybody thought. It wasn't it was way more complicated than one would just think.
0: Right, right. right. And,
1: you know, without going into that, I mean that that's a 5-hour podcast because that goes all into my abuse history and all into my stuff that's very painful and hard you know so um but the church isn't equipped to deal with people that have those kinds of hurts they're they're it's just not and they're just not
0: well, sure they are because they have all those scriptures
1: that <laughs> say, you know, you know. just pray, you
0: just pray it away, yeah, you know, know. <laughs> pray yeah. it away, and that's what they want you to do. You're you're clearly not praying enough. No, you're clearly not, you know, right. And so I was not, blank, I, was, not I was not
1: enough. Yeah, not to, enough to, to stay there. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and that's been one of my, you know, soul wounds is feeling like I'm not enough, and that was just the icing on the cake of not being enough, you know? So I, I get it. I get feeling that the church just kind of let you down in a, you know, and, well, it's hurt, and all hurtful. the people.
0: So here's the thing: <laughs> is that you have so many people that say, "Well, look to God and not to people." The you know the church is a place of broken people, and and there's they're just humans. Blah blah blah. And yet, I keep going back to the fact that we're supposed to be a light on a hill. We're supposed to be something that people look to as an example right. of how to. Uh, grow and heal, and mm-hmm. you know, be better and be better to one another and right. be better for one another. Right. And so, when you're excusing the church or excusing the body of Christ by saying they're just humans, what you're doing is saying, "I don't want to do the work. Yeah, I don't want to love you unconditionally. Right. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. It's too. It's too hard.
1: It's too much. Too much time.
0: Right. <laughs> so. And so that's what you're actually saying. And I. And I want to, you know, for me, the church is like a family member who is an alcoholic who I, or a drug addict or whatever, fill in the blank, who I want to continue to love Mm -hmm. and who I don't want to give up on. Right. I don't want to give up on this family of mine. Right. And they are broken and they are they are wounded and they are wounding, Mm -hmm. you know, but I don't want to give up on them. Now I don't have the power to fix them. If I did, I'd maybe still be going to church, Mm -hmm. but I recognize that I don't have the power to fix them. And I have family members that would say, then you need to walk away and stop talking to them, stop talking about them, whatever, because you can't fix them. Well, I know that I can't fix them, which is why I'm not involved in that community at this point, but I don't want to give up on them either. And so my hope is that by telling our story, by sharing our, our successes and our failures, that we can help to... Change the narrative a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I, would, um, I that do a lot of my hope too. Yeah, I do a lot of studying, a lot of reading, and I, I try to understand what the Bible is saying outside of what other people tell me the Bible is saying. Mm-hmm. You know, and you do that by looking at at the historical documents and and what was going on
1: during that period That's, of time. Yeah, I was gonna say you look at the cultural, um, you know, conditions and what was going on. There's so much of it that was related to and and written from the perspective of what was happening then, which is absolutely not where we are. Right. And exactly. we want to make it that way. We want to make it so black and white right. and so literal.
0: So and, there is a pastor who is from either New Zealand or Australia. I will put this information in the notes uh, when this podcast goes up. Um, but he's he's from New, New Zealand or Australia. He has written a book about the American... We have a cat clawing at our door. And I, I heard him meowing. <laughs> I know. Elvis is out there. Elvis is clawing on the door. Elvis. Um, so he has written a book about American politics and American Christianity. And he says, one of the things that Americans love more than anything is to be told what they're doing wrong. Oh. You know, and that, of course... He's being tongue in cheek and yeah, sarcastic. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. Americans hate being told that they might not be on the right path because mm-hmm. we're the all powerful Oz. Yeah. Um, and so, but what he says is, is that the difference between American Christians and global Christians is that American Christians um, is the way we interpret the word literal and or infallible. Mm. So when we look at scripture and we call it inerrant mm-hmm. or infallible, mm-hmm. what we're saying is that everything in the Bible from beginning to end is true and is and literally happened. Right. Whereas global Christians view those words inerrant and infallible as the truths of the Bible, the truths being taught by Jesus, And they don't bicker about whether or not Jonah was a literal man who was swallowed by a literal whale. Right? Right? Yeah. They don't look at that. What they see in that story is that God is a God of second chances Mm -hmm. and third chances. Mm -hmm. God is a God who will use even your grossest experience, like being in the belly of a whale, whether it's literal or figurative, um, he will use that and still allow you to go on and teach, and be who you were intended to right, be. Right. And he is a God a god of second chances, a God who forgives. And this is the lesson that we are to learn from that. Mm-hmm. Americans, however, are like, oh no, this is literal. If if the Bible is inerrant and infallible, then this is a true story about a real man who was swallowed by a real whale. Right. Um, our global brothers and sisters don't look at the story of Lot and his wife. As a woman who was literally turned into a block of salt, mm-hmm. they take that story and say, you know, when something is in our past and and something is, is gone, then we ought not try to go back there and live there again. Right. We need to continue to move forward. So they learn that lesson from Lot's wife without having to believe that she was a literal block of, of salt of salt. Yeah, yeah. Um they also see that story not as a um, you know, they, they they see the story of Lot. Oh, it stopped recording. Um <laughs> we had a video <laughs> recording and it stopped recording. I think my phone might be full. Um it probably but is. they Yeah <laughs> of all the recordings. But they see the story of Lot as as not about homosexuality, which so many of us right. have used, you know, that to say, you know, homosexuality right. is a sin, but they see it as the sin of um, of uh, inhospitality, in being inhospitable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that what we're supposed to learn from that story is how to take care of strangers who come into our village, right. you know, not about homosexuality, right. but about us being hospitable. Right. And, and engaging in the gift of hospitality. So they see these things in a completely different, different lens mm-hmm. than we do. So this particular pastor sees that American Christians are uniquely set up to be vulnerable to uh, conspiracy theories and you know, lies because we're so conditioned to believe that God literally set rocks on fire. God literally set, set a bush on fire. Set a bush on fire. God literally um, parted the Red Sea. Lot's wife became salt. There was a literal mm-hmm. Jonah. All these things that we have obsessed
1: over, they don't obsess over. Right. So they think of the Bible well, as... it. It's, it's more on the mystical side of Christianity. There's a, you know, the, the mystical side, which... But then that gets into the religions that are like, um, science of mind and church of religious science. And some of those that are considered in our, the traditional church, you know, a cult or new agey or whatever, but they, those, those churches venture in to looking at things like that in a broader non-black and white way. Right. And there's a freedom in that. There's a freedom in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think of
0: think of Aesop's fables. You know, we can see the value of the story. There's a great fable about ants and grasshoppers, and the ants work and work and work and work and work and, and and store up for the winter. The grasshopper just plays his violin and dances and doesn't store up for the dark time, right? Right. right. Well then like, when the inevitable winter comes the grasshopper doesn't have anything to eat and the ants feed him mm. first of all they complain why should we feed him right. he doesn't he didn't do anything he yeah. didn't prepare right um but the 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 queen says no we need to protect him because he's, you know, he's one of us. He's, right. he's an insect like us. He's right. one of right. He's a part of the family. Now, we can value that story and the lesson in that story without believing that ants and grasshoppers literally talk or play violins. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I do. And so why uh, can't we just look at the truths of Scripture, the truths of the teachings of Jesus? Without bickering about whether or not these fantastical things actually happened. Because maybe they didn't happen. Maybe they were fables that were told to in, teach a lesson. To teach a lesson. And a valuable lesson. Right. And an important lesson. And why are we so prone to believe in conspiracy theories and false prophets? False prophets, you know, who have laid hands on Mm -hmm. Donald Trump and prayed for the election to be overturned, you know, and that is not at all what uh, the scripture would teach us to do. The scripture teaches against false
1: prophets and tells us how to keep an eye out for them. Right. Well, and, and also the... From what I understand, now don't quote me as this is the literal truth, but from what I understand, there are a lot of places in the Bible where the church had it wrong. Very wrong. The church had it wrong. Yeah. And maybe today the church has it wrong. Right. They've been, they have been—they were wrong in the Bible, so why couldn't it be wrong today? That's right. You know? That's right.
0: And Jesus, <laughs> Elvis wants to Elvis come in.
1: Elvis really wants to come in here. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis is in the building. <laughs>
0: um right and and why and and there were people that spoke up at, at that time mm-hmm. and Jesus himself called out the Pharisees yeah. and you know what I'm sorry but I, I what would Jesus do Jesus would call out the Pharisees why can't I ask the question what would Jesus do and say huh he called out the Pharisees maybe I should call out the Pharisees. Maybe we all should call out the Pharisees. I mean,
1: yeah. And maybe we should look to see if we are one. If we are one. Absolutely. Am, am I a Pharisee? Are there any places in my life where I basically think I'm better than somebody else? You know? Right. You know? I mean, that's basically... You know, Jesus came to level the playing field with humanity. Women, Yes. lepers, whoever... Everyone's the same. Yes. You know, you come into this world and you go out the same. The same. And and um there was no differentiation between class and sex and da 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 like like there I mean human beings just want to do that. I right. guess and, and and that's, you know, a human thing that you can see even way far beyond or you know, before Jesus was born, thousands of years before he came onto the scene, you could see those human kind of ugly characteristics, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, he, Jesus came and called, was calling people out on it. Right. And, um, and we need to do that. Maybe not so much call people out in the way he did because we're not him, right. but try to at least model that kind of, you know, being an example. You know, um, I don't know. It's it's such a complicated thing. It's complicated, and when
0: people like you and me, you know, want to want to re- return to scripture or talk about deconstruction or talk about our deep love of the church, mm-hmm. there are so many people who come against us. Mm-hmm. And who try to tear us down and who tell us, you know, that we need to get over it or we need to stop or we need to do this or we right. need to do that. And yet those are the same people who, in my experience, have caused me and my family personal pain. Right. You know? Right. And so I'm I'm sorry, but I don't want to be hurt anymore by those people. But I also don't want to be the one that hurts people. Exactly. By... <laughs> you know and of calling you know if calling out a bad child a naughty child hurts them well we we excuse that as parents because we know that we're coming from a place of love and we want them to be the best that they can be right i'm sorry but i want the church to be the best it can be so do and I. if it's off
1: track which i believe it is mhm I want to speak to that. Yeah, I, you know, we've talked about this too. For me it's tricky because <clears throat> I own a, I own a business mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I come across all different kinds of people who are our clients and students and you know, we're all about just wanting to put love and beauty into the world through music, but but there are parents and people and with all different beliefs, we have all different races and and all kinds of people who come in and out of here. So I have to be careful, you know, what kind of things that I say because I don't want to be offensive and I don't want to, you know, cause any kind of conflict. At the mm-hmm. same time, I want to be true to where I'm at in my life and the journey I'm on. And so I find it sometimes hard to figure out the balance of that for myself. Like cuz I would want to I would <laughs> I would want to be outspoken and <laughs> You know, but, signs. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, but I but yeah. I can't. But I can't. You right, know, I, I right, can't. Right. and so I have to be. I have to be careful, which is probably good. You know, because it makes me think much more before I say anything. Which isn't or, a, or post anything. Which isn't a bad thing. No.
0: absolutely. And listen, I like to think we've had conversations about this. That when I post things, it's not. I'm not saying, you stupid people, look how right. dumb you are. I'm not saying any of that. Right. You know, and I, I never want to come at it from that
1: point. But sometimes in the you can think you're being so loving and yeah. so um, Switzerland and neutral and, <laughs> and it's totally taken wrong. But let's be honest when
0: our kids get mad at us I mean obviously they're young adults we no longer right. you know punish them if you will but um, when they were young and we would catch them and they would get caught in doing something naughty they did everything in their power to find a way to deny mm-hmm. that they did anything naughty right and and to tell us that we misunderstood right I mean I don't know about your kids necessarily but my kids were very very good at trying to turn the tables and tell me that I misunderstood. Yeah. Or that what I found wasn't theirs. Yeah. You know, all on and on and on. Okay? Wasn't me. It wasn't, it wasn't me. Not me. Like in the comic strip, not me, not me, not me is yeah. always getting in trouble, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um but that is exactly what I see a lot of adult Christians kind of doing when I say, you know, the church has has failed to care for the the poor and mm-hmm. the needy. There's over 2,000 scriptures that tell us to do that.
1: Right. And we have failed in that area. please think about that. Think about that. There's all those scriptures that say that, and then there's like one or two that sort of mention, you know, homo- kind of, sort of, homosexuality, and even those are left to be and and yet we focus on those things I, that that fact and that is a fact right that is a
0: fact it's a fact But here's what happens is that if you put something like that out there on social media or if you respond to an Instagram post or a Twitter or whatever, Twitter post or something, and you say, hey, what about those more than 2,000 scriptures? I get, I often get, why are you always focusing on that? Why aren't you focusing on, you know, America's greatness or on this or on that? And I'm like, because that's not what the Bible focused on. Right. America, near as I can tell, is not in the the Bible. I mean, it doesn't call out America. Abs- i not, you know. We think it does, it's, or some people. As some people do think it does, but you know, to I love that the scripture does say, "To whom much is given, much is re- required." Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that because we are this great nation, we are required to to stand and be a light and not be a, a bunch of. Uh, crazy, big-haired people who lay hands on a president that didn't win an election right. and pray for that to be overturned. You know, a, 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 about a year, a year and a half ago, a terrible family suffered a terrible loss. And their little girl, um, their little girl uh, uh, died suddenly. And so she, I don't know anything about any of her health issues or anything like that. But she was about a year and a half, something like that. And she died suddenly. And so there was a lot of prayer. So, of course, she was rushed to the hospital, you know, not responsive. Mm -hmm. And her parents were out of town at the time. Terrible thing. This was a very public thing. I'm sure that any of you can go look this up and kind of figure out... You know, this kind of this story because it it was a very public kind of story, but I'm not going to give too many details. But I will say that um, there was all these these days and days and days of prayer. You know, today is day three. It's a good day for a resurrection. Um, we're praying for, you know, her to come back and, and be full, be whole again. And and day number four, this is a good day for a resurrection. And and on the seventh day, God rested. You know, when it came to day seven, on the seventh day, God rested. And may uh, she rise from her rest. And, you know, it, there was just all these prayers. And I'm following along. Now, what I'm assuming, as I'm following this in real time, mm-hmm. is that she's in some sort of a coma. Yeah turns out that she actually was dead and was being and 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 the church was praying for her to be raised from the dead
1: okay so she would have been at the coroner's office or and in the I, and I
0: don't know those the details or... I, yes I, I don't know if she was just on life support mm-hmm. and they were and even though she was brain dead if they were just keeping her on life support in hopes that she right. would that may be what Maybe. they were doing yeah. I really though that's a detail I've never asked about because I
1: she was probably that's probably but what that's probably is. what
0: happened Um, but here's the deal is that how much more was it was it growing the faith of the Christian community by saying, this child is dead, but I'm going to believe that God's going to raise her from the dead and then have God not raise her from the dead. Mm-hmm. Was that a faith builder? Or would it have been more of a faith builder to say, we lost our beautiful daughter, but you know what? We know that she's in the arms of Jesus and we're going to rejoice. I mean, which one Which one builds more
1: faith? Well, the other one, the, the first scenario to me seems like it would destroy faith it would be such a disappointment right and and so after seven days and the child is not responding to this so then where's god right so he didn't show up he didn't choose to save her you know and and why and where where where's god i mean and that happens a lot and that happens a lot you but know. it's because we, especially as American Christians, we believe that
0: Lazarus was literally raised from the dead after three days right. of being dead. Right. In the scripture. Was Lazarus raised from the dead? Well was Jesus. Was Jesus? Was Jesus raised from the dead? These are things that we actually don't know the answer to,
1: right? We believe because them. we weren't there. Right. And so we are taught to believe these things blindly. Blindly. Because there there are no, there's no proof. Right. I mean, it's in the Bible. Yeah. But there's no, you know, and I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about Jesus and, you know, the unusual fact that there were other civilizations and other people, peoples that knew of him or you know and there's hardly any other writing about him there's there's hardly any other writings about him and so why if he was doing all this stuff and I'm not saying that he didn't right i'm right, just right, saying right. you know is it important that we believe it black and white blindly or is it okay that there could be a question about it and still want to follow it and still want to live your life and be okay that we don't exactly know and live in sort of the uncertainty and the beauty of really not knowing, but, but it's okay to not know exactly how it all went down. Right. You know? And just learn from the lesson. The uh-huh. lesson of
0: Lazarus is not necessarily that he literally was raised from the dead after three days. But that God heals families mm-hmm. who have suffered loss. Mm-hmm. That that when you are You know, even if you die and you believe in a hereafter, whether it's heaven Mm -hmm. or whether it's, you know, whatever that looks like, that there is peace beyond the grave. Right. You know, that there is life beyond the grave, whatever that looks like. Right. Why not believe in that instead of literal, you know, raisings of the dead and not have to spend all of our time worrying about that. Right. Worry about the beauty of life after death. Whatever that looks like, right? whether right. it's just a spiritual kind of thing, whether we become stars, whether we become, you know, actual, mm-hmm. you know, people that are in heaven, it doesn't really matter. No. What matters is that the scripture says that there's life after death. So why can't we just believe in that and not have to get all caught up in right. these conspiracy theories and these, you know, exactly. crazy crazy kind of nonsense. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry to say it that way, but I think well, that the, the, our global brothers and sisters see us as uniquely poised to believe in nonsense mm-hmm. and conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And they don't spend their time dealing in all that. And right. they look at us and are like, how can you believe this about, you know, this completely immoral person? How can you believe that God sent him to
1: to better you when maybe God sent him to reveal you. Yeah. I, you know, and I would say to you, Liz, that probably Donald Trump getting into office was probably the trigger for me that set me on the deconstruction journey. Right. Was that. Right. Because that, when that happened, I feel like for like the first six months, I, I, I was like in shock. Yeah, I felt like my body was in shock, and I just could not understand how the body of Christ would have wanted him to be there. I just
0: eighty five percent of evangelical Christians in America uh, voted for him. I know, and he's so antithetical to everything that we mm -hmm. would want in a pastor mm-hmm. or want in a leader yeah. of
1: any kind. Yeah, I I have said those exact words to people. Like, really? Would you want him to be the pastor of your church? Well, no. So he's the... Well,
0: anyway. And that's the thing is that that the Republican Party, the Republican Party has become synonymous with Christianity here in America. Yep. And I think that that's what our... Uh, Christian brothers and sisters around the world are they, really confused about. Well, they probably look at it and just go, "What the? Why are why are you, why are we tied with politics at all? Yeah. Why are we tied with politics at all? At all. Right. And as as a believer who who looks at scripture, I'm I'm gonna vote for something that falls in line with my beliefs as far as the scripture. So those two thousand verses about caring for the poor and the needy and the indigent and the strangers mm-hmm. in your land well if the republican platform isn't going to um, include that include that then I'm probably not going to vote Republican. Now, if there's a Republican candidate who says, I just really feel like we need to be caring for the poor and the the mentally ill here in our country, Mm -hmm. well, then I'm going to say, okay, you sound like somebody that I want to support. It doesn't matter if he's Republican, independent, Democrat. You know, I don't care about that. So to identify just... if the person has an R after his name, then God has brought them into our life. It just seems so, it's so antithetical to everything I was taught yeah. to believe.
1: Me too. You know, it, and it that... makes no sense. It makes no sense. You know, when when, when we started this podcast uh, episode today, you had asked me, you know, how did your journey start? And just as we've been talking that was that was the critical moment for me that that kind of set me off to go okay I'm gonna dig and I'm gonna ask questions and I'm gonna figure this out and what's going on in me you know because I when I was with my friend and I was you know crying about I don't want to lose my My Jesus." Jesus that was before um or right around probably the, the election mm-hmm. when I was saying those kinds of things so this was bubbling up in me and then when that happened that really set me on the path of trying to figure out what what it is that's going on in my soul and spirit and why these things are bothering me and you know if I'm not a Christian if I'm not a Republican am
0: I still yeah. a follower of Christ yeah if I'm not uh, an Amer a Christian nationalist am I still a good American. Right. You know, all of these questions have been really difficult to answer and they and and they're 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 hard, hard questions. Yeah.
1: I you know, there there are and I know them because I have family members who are who are Republican Mm -hmm. who but they identify more as being conservative conservative than they do Republican and they don't necessarily believe in or follow all this stuff that we're talking about you know they they have a more balanced you know look at what's going on mm-hmm. and um don't necessarily like donald trump you know right. and and so you can it's not to say that all conserve or all republicans are this yeah because there are that aren't yeah. you know but And as far as
0: prophets go, I mean, Jesus told us that there would be so many false prophets Mm -hmm. and that we needed to be really on guard. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people are really struggling with the prophecies of Donald Trump being reinstated Mm -hmm. and they cannot accept that. He, that those prophets are not true, right. and so that's why they are still clinging to that he will be reinstated or that he'll once right. again be president in a couple of years or whatever, because they are unable to accept that these prophets were false. Right. But Jesus told us there would be false prophets, and so it doesn't does it really matter whether you're going to keep clinging to that? Right. Does it does that really matter or does it does does the story of lot's wife is that what matters don't look back right look forward right you know don't don't let your heart be turned to stone or turn to salt don't let your mind go be turned to salt or mm-hmm. be turned to stone don't let that happen yeah continue to move forward
1: because life is moving forward yeah it's like a river you know and and so stay in the river stay in yeah. the flow of Moving and changing and growing, don't stay stuck. Yeah, you know, and I think for me, like I kind of said a minute ago, it's just learning to be okay with the fact that I don't know, right? But I believe that there's a love and there's a spirit, and it's Jesus and it's a lot of things, yeah. and that we can tap in, and we don't ne- necessarily need to call it one thing. And nobody, nobody really knows. Right. You know? Right. And we need to be okay with really not knowing and and being free to ask the questions and being confident to ask the questions. That if you ask a question... And not being judgmental if
0: somebody else is asking a question. Yeah,
1: and, and it doesn't matter. That's we're supposed to ask questions, you know. So I just wanted to leave you with one
0: um, word picture, kind of, and that is this shirt that I'm wearing today. I love it. By the way, it's a fun shirt. I love these. So it is so. The, the way you describe it is it's floral on top. It's got a striped belt, and it's got lace um, butterfly wings, you know. Yeah. But here's the deal is that, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I lost over 30 pounds. And so I had these two shirts that were both too big for me. Same color mm-hmm. combination. One was striped and one was floral. So when I lost the weight, I thought, I'm going to cut these shirts up and, and create a new shirt It's beautiful. It. So, I, uh, so it, there's floral, and then it has a striped. Belt and then I added the sleeves and the, the big lacy sleeves to yeah, the bottom. They're, of like, it. they're like hippie sleeves. Yeah, they're like hippie sleeves. Uh-huh. And so I took these two shirts and combined them into one shirt that fit me a little bit better, one that was yeah. weird and quirky and strange. I love it. Yeah. But here's the deal this is what reconstruction. Deconstruction and reconstruction looks like that's a beautiful word. This is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. You take the stuff you know that you don't need anymore, Mm -hmm. and you and then you you pick up these beautiful things that you still have. Mm -hmm. These beautiful things that you can still trust, and you put them together Mm -hmm. and you create a brand
1: new. I love it. Shirt, I a love brand that new thing to wear. I want to do that in <laughs> some of my clothes now. <laughs> yeah,
0: just to walk around and say this fits me, mm-hmm. and it's still all the bits of truth. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. You know, I'm not wearing a piece of salami. It's, it's still <laughs> truly. <laughs> Thank God. It's still truly a cotton shirt. Yeah, that I can look at and say this is real. This is true. Yeah. But it's got pieces that come together, yeah. And I love it. So when you when you take pieces of truth and put them together and put it on and say this fits, Mm -hmm. this works, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, that's and that. There you go. That's that's the answer. Yeah, you know, figuring it out for you. So, Uh, boy, we could talk about this. I mean, this subject.
0: Well, and I think that we probably will touch on yeah, it, but yeah. the answer to the question, why are you still talking about this? The answer is because we love the church, yep. because we love God, yep. because we love this country. Yeah, And there is a way to coexist, Yep, you know, Christianity, Christians, non-Christians, Americans, non-Americans. Yep. Absolutely. And looking and seeing what the world sees when they look at us is really important that's why jesus says be a light on the hill yeah
1: because he knew that people were going to look to us yeah and what are they seeing yeah exactly with that we are going to bid you adieu (laughs) (laughs) go dance with your skeletons go dance with your skeletons you guys we love you um if you want to reach out to us, you can. Yeah, you can uh, send us an email
0: at uh, skeleton, uh, skeletons at gmail.com or DancingWithSkeletons.net, where you can go to our website. You can find all of our past episodes there. Yep. Uh, we have got, 60, you guys. 60. Oh, this is 61. 61. We've got a YouTube channel where we've got um, at least one video up, and we're hoping to do more and maybe yeah. to do some live stuff yeah. uh, this coming year. We're yep. going to add to our repertoire quite a lot. And so we really, really, really want to be in touch with you and we want to be encouragement. We do. Yep. We want to be encouragement. You can disagree with us,
1: but we want to be a source of encouragement. Exactly. So love you. Love you. Bye.